0: Hello dear friends, once again it's time for our weekly Bible study right here on our website. I am Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable and it is time for Let's Talk About Jesus. We were on the radio for many years, several years ago, and this was the name of our radio broadcast, Let's Talk About Jesus. Jesus. Hallelujah. What 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 better person? What better subject? What what better theme today than Jesus? He is the hope that we have amen and this this very helpless hopeless world that we live in that is becoming more and more uh, depressed and more and more bleak and more and more there is anticipatory anxiety about where the where the world is going to go where, what is coming next the global warming the Crime rate, the, the environmental problems, the, all of the problems of peoples around the world, starvation, wars, earthquakes, weather events, rumors of wars, it's all coming together and culminating in a time that the Bible calls the perilous time. We're living in that time right now and we need the Lord to move in answer to prayer like never ever, ever before. Amen. So we're going to be talking about today something the devil doesn't want us to talk about. So we're going to shout it from the housetops. Amen. We're going to talk about the power of agreement in prayer. And we're gonna see if we can through the word of God and by obedience to it, remove these barriers to blessings that are uniquely ours. If you are a Christian, if you are a child of God, you have the privilege, you have the opportunity, you have the responsibility to pray effectively today. And if we can come together <laughs> hallelujah, amen. We we can we can what would the Scripture say about unity and coming together for a purpose and agreeing together? It said, one of you shall taste a thousand. One of you shall chase a thousand. Two shall put ten thousand to flight. Oh, friend of mine, it's time we got together. Can I get an amen in this Christian audience? If you're not a Christian today, please stay tuned because the enemy knows the power of of division, we need to discover the power of agreement, the power of agreement in prayer. If you have your Bible, turn with me to Daniel chapter 2, verse 16 through 19. Listen to it carefully. It says, Then Daniel went in and desired of the king that he would give him time, that he would show the king the interpretation. Then Daniel went to his house and made the thing known to Hananiah, Mishael, Azariah, his companions. Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, his companions. Now the Babylonians changed their name. You'll recognize them. Amen. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego changed their names from their Hebrew names to Babylonian names That they might That he might try to change Their identity With their heritage As the covenant children of God Amen He will do that Every opportunity he can He wants to distance us As God's children From our heritage of victory And our covenant with God And and our faith in God But that's another message But listen Daniel even though he was a prayer warrior and prayer marked him, and prayer got him into trouble later on in the lion's den, but when he had pressure on him, he didn't pray by himself. It don't mean you can't pray by you, by yourself, but if you want well one can here's the principle if one can chase a thousand two can chase 10,000. Friend of mine, this is what we are addressing here today. The power of agreement in prayer. Daniel didn't go it alone. But he called his brethren who also had a covenant with God, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, his companions, that they would desire mercies of the Lord, that they would desire mercies of the Lord. Amen. The God of heaven, concerning this secret, that Daniel and his fellows should not perish with the rest of the wise men of Babylon, then was the secret revealed to Daniel in a night vision, and Daniel blessed God of heaven. That word that he asked them to desire is a word in the Hebrew that meant to seek or ask to make petition, literally to pray. That's what prayer is all about. It's seeking God. It's asking God. It's making petition to God. It's prayer to God. He asked them to stand with him for the answer. Daniel did not attempt to stand alone. He told his companions so they could join him in seeking God for an answer. In the NASB, New, uh, New American Standard Version, it says in order that they might request compassion from the God of heaven. I like what Dietrich Mark Barnharfer said. He said a Christian fellowship, listen carefully, a Christian fellowship... That's what is supposed to be happening when we are in church together as brothers and sisters. A Christian fellowship lives and exists by the intercessions of its members for one another, or it collapses. I want to say that again. This is a very strong statement, but it's a very true statement. We've got too many people uh, coming together that are not really together in our assemblies and I want to say it again there's something here today that I've said many times before that that has prompted this message today there is a great disparity between the amount of prayers offered and prayers answered I want to say that again there is a great disparity between the amount of prayers offered and prayers answered faith dear friend never goes it alone. It never stands alone. We never stand alone in prayer. We stand together in prayer, in faith, and something powerful is released in the power of agreement. I do not understand the mystery of corporate prayer but it's biblically and scripturally and spiritually clear that when Christians pray in concert whether it be 2 20 2000 or 2 million the force of prayer is greatly multiplied through agreement. Let's look at this principle in Matthew 18:19 and 20. Jesus says and he's reiterating again I say unto you that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask it shall be done for them of my father which is in heaven for where two or three are gathered together in my name gathered together in my name that should be representative of every true christian assembly regardless of denomination it's in the name of Jesus that we're gathering together. Hallelujah. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. He is in the midst of us according to the context so that he as our great high priest can present our petitions to the Lord himself and show his, his, the scars of his suffering in our sake that we might have access to God and acceptance with God that our prayers may be answered. Glory to God. One commentator says of these two verses, there is great authority in corporate and agreeing prayer. The reason is that when two or three are gathered together in faith and committed to Christ, He is in their midst. His presence will impart faith, strength, direction, grace, and consolation. The Greek word used here for agreement, sofonio, it means to be harmonious, to accord together literally it's to be in harmony with one another amen that's why the the enemy's tactic divide and conquer is so effective he knows it's going to hinder our prayers he knows that he knows every he 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 knows spiritual law far better than the average christian and church member and many ministers today Amen. We we need to be we need to be uh, we need to be graduate students of of spiritual law today. Amen. We need to understand Satan's tactic is to divide and conquer, to divide us in our relationship to one another so that God can't legitimately answer our prayers and honor our faith. Friend of mine, it's time that we became uh, students of scripture and understand Satan's devices. Paul talked about forgiveness as one of the hindrances to prayer and, and hindrances to our fellowship with God. And it has to do with our relationship with one another. And he says in Scripture to uh, to the church that had had problems and worked through them and forgiven one another. And he said, whoever you forgive, I forgive. Amen. Lest Satan should gain an advantage over us, listen the devil is relentless in his attempt to keep us from loving one another bearing one another's burdens praying with and for one another he is relentless in trying to sow seeds of discord and that's why in the old covenant it says six things the lord doth hate Seven are an abomination to him. It starts with pride, but it ends up with he that soweth discord among the brethren. Discord among the brethren, amen, will cause us to not stand together harmonious, amen. Listen, listen, listen. It's just what happens when a symphony gets together, should be happening at church, I I don't know if you've ever been to any kind of live performance of a symphony or a play where a symphony is involved in in the music of it. I remember when I was 12 years old as a uh, school safety patrol, I I don't know how I won it, but I got a trip to Washington, D.C. to honor these uh, these gals and guys that were crossing guards crossing people uh, uh, on on the morning before school started and I ended up in Washington DC by train with a lot of others went to hear a symphony orchestra perform <laughs> man and and it was it was just it, it just absolutely bowled me over today might say blew me away to hear them tune up and then to hear them play and make one sound together because they all, different instruments, but they all came together and became, they harmonized. <laughs> Amen. They agreed till everything complemented everything else. Every instrument complemented the next instrument. There was no one doing their own own thing. They were harmonizing together. I'm going to tell you, I've heard that in a worship service. When people came in one mind and one accord to glorify God, to magnify Jesus Christ, and they began to praise him, a sound came. It wasn't distinct. It was, I don't know what, but it was harmony. There was a harmony, wasn't chaos, it was harmony together, and it's as if all the voices praising Him were interwoven into each other as the Holy Spirit just came down over that audience. I get goose pimples on my goose pimples sometimes just thinking about when God breaks through in a worship service because the people are not just singing. In harmony. They are in harmony with one another, with one accord in their heart. Uh, That's why I like the Amplified. It says, if two of you on earth agree, in parenthesis, harmonize together. Together make a symphony. Amen. Hallelujah. Just like that orchestra. Do Do you remember? who remarked that in union there is strength, not, not not Christ alone, but people who've discovered this key, this great truth. All the political leaders of the world have realized that, as Longfellow wrote in Hiawatha, listen to what he said, all your strength is in your union. All your danger is in your discord. That's why it is so dangerous to, to let the devil use any one of us as children of God to, to say things, do things, take attitudes or actions uh, that, that sow discord among each other. If you know somebody said something that would hurt someone, <laughs> don't go and tell that someone. Amen. Listen to me. This is important. We can't be agents of the enemy unawares. We need to <laughs> we need to wise up, O men of God. Little boy stood in the pew with his daddy and sung loudly on Sunday morning, Rise up, O men of God. Be done with earthly things. But he couldn't pronounce his R's. He pronounced it as he sung, Wise up, O men of God. And I believe that's probably what we need to be singing right now. As we rise up, we need to wise up. Amen. There are too many defeats, particularly in intercession and prayer. Too many defeats in terms of God manifesting His power and presence in our services Amen. We've got great programs. We've got great organization. What we need is spiritual unity. Hallelujah. All these rulers, however, both the good and the bad, were talking about union for material power. Jesus talks about union for spiritual power, which is the greatest force in the universe. Listen, friend, in terms of wising up in any war to underestimate the enemy is a deadly mistake and no less so in spiritual conflict we must learn to stand together ecclesiastes 2 9 through 12 says it this way two are, are better than one they have a good reward for their labor for if they fall the one will lift up his fellow but woe to him that is alone when he falleth for he hath not another to help him up again if two lie together and they have heat how can the, how can one be warm alone and if one prevail against him two shall withstand him and a threefold cord is not quickly broken. Hallelujah. The more you come into unity, the more you add, starting with two, but as you add more, amen, the power is increased. <laughs> Hallelujah. I like I like the paraphrase. It says, and one standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer the Three is even better, (laughs) for a triple-stranded cord is not easily broken. Hallelujah. The book of Acts, dear friend, is filled with corporate prayer meetings. Every forward thrust of the church was the result of agreeing prayer. Look at the church at Pentecost. They prayed ten days (laughs) and preached ten minutes. Three days. And Peter, of course, I said they, they preached by virtue of of people saying, what does this mean when they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and given power from on high? Hallelujah. Amen. But they preached then for 10 minutes and 3,000 were saved. (laughs) We pray 10 minutes and preach 10 days and are ecstatic if one person comes to Christ. We must meet spiritual opposition with spiritual power. Prayer is the warfare. It's the battlefield upon which spiritual war is waged. The battle is won or lost here, not when we stand to preach, but in prayer and the power that it releases before we preach. That's why Billy Graham wouldn't come to a city impromptu if there wasn't prayerful preparation. He knew this principle and he had effective evangelistic meetings because he called People together to pray together for months in preparation. He knew a spiritual war is going to be waged for the souls of men and women, boys and girls, and the battle will not be won in the twenty-five minute message he delivers or lost, no matter how eloquently or powerfully, perfectly he delivers it. Amen. It's going to take supernatural power to penetrate the darkness and go into the deep recess of the human heart and soul hallelujah prayer is warfare it's the battlefield upon which spiritual war is waged the battle is won or it is lost right here listen to acts 4 and verse 24 It says, and when they heard that, they lifted up their voice to God with one accord. Hallelujah. Listen. Amen. The Bible said after they prayed like that, the place was shaken. Hallelujah. And they were all filled. They had already received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, but he rose up within them in power. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. With great power. Gave the apostles witness to the resurrection of jesus christ peter in prison scheduled for death listen to acts 12 and verse 5 peter therefore was kept in prison but prayer was made without ceasing of the church all of them in agreement with one another and in prayer for peter hallelujah (laughs) and god sent supernatural deliverance amen that's why this message is so very important to us today. Don't don't be don't be one of those agents of Satan, because we're not wise enough and knowledgeable enough to understand that when I carry something from one uh, that, that may be hurtful to another part of the body, and I tell that person. I am an agent of Satan without realizing it. He wants to divide and conquer. God wants us to come together. God wants us to forgive one another. God wants us to to love one another with without ceasing, even as we pray without ceasing. Hallelujah. Listen to Mark chapter 3, to the wisdom here. Verse 22 through 27. And the scribes which came down from Jerusalem said, He hath Beelzebub, and by the prince of the devils casteth he out devils. And he called them unto him and said unto them in parables, How can Satan cast out Satan, Jesus speaking? If a kingdom be divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. And if a house be divided against itself, that house cannot stand. And if Satan rise up against himself and be divided, he cannot stand, but hath an end. Friend of mine, I want you to know, every minion, every demon, every cohort of the devil understand this principle It's time, Christians, wise up. It's time, Christians, rise up. It's time we put a bridle on our tongue today and be cautioned and be careful that we speak words of encouragement and words that will bring unity in the body and never discord in the body. Amen. We're all in this together. You know, I used an illustration about the wagon trains in the old west. I, I love western-themed uh, movies and the old westerns and the new western-themed and the a pioneer history. They're, they're in a single file on the Oregon Trail. But if they're attacked by renegade Indians, what do they do? What is their immediate response to that attack? Do they just each person fight for his or her uh, family or or material things do do they just uh, wagons just disperse willy nilly no they they circle the wagons so that everybody has everybody else's back. And no matter what, in other words, we would put it into modern modern military language, they couldn't flank them. They couldn't come around and attack them from the side that's undefended because all sides are defended. No matter which way they come from, they can't outflank them. They are going to find fire coming back as everyone defended themselves. They were also defending one another. And that's what Jesus is saying here. A house divided can't stand. Verse 27 says, no man can enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods except he will first bind the strong man, and then he will spoil his house. Let me say this today. Satan's kingdom is not divided. He applies the principle of agreement. Hallelujah. Amen. Friend of mine, I want you to know, today it's time for us to circle the wagons. Amen. We don't compromise God's truth. We don't we don't we don't uh we, we we don't let down any standard, but we recognize each other as brethren. If you've been born from above, if you've been born again, if you've been baptized into Christ by the Holy Spirit, which every child of God is. We have we have the ability to stand together. In corporate prayer, in agreement with one another, and see God release supernatural power. And this disparity between the amount of prayers offered and prayers answered is going to begin to change. Hallelujah. And we're going to see mighty victories. Hallelujah. And the devil knows he will not be able to stop God fulfilling his purpose and God keeping his promises glory to God we're going to see a last day revival in spite of the falling away in spite of the distractions and the discouragements friend of mine it's time to circle the wagons it's time to come into agreement it's time to let the love of God in us be used by the Spirit of God to cover a multitude of sins and faults. It's time to operate quickly in forgiveness and not let the sun go down on our wrath. Don't give an inch to the devil. Don't give any ground to the devil, lest he would get advantage of us. Speaks of husbands and wives being harmonious, lest our prayers be hindered. You wonder why that wedge keeps being, he keeps pounding on something to try to drive a wedge between those who God said are supposed to be one spiritually? It's typical of the church, isn't it? We're supposed to be one in Christ. One in Christ. And the devil just like in a a marriage, even a Christian marriage, trying to drive a wedge so that what? That prayer is hindered. And that's what we want to remove today. By loving one another with the kind of love that covers a multitude of faults and sins. By operating in forgiveness quickly. Don't even let the sun go down until we have forgiven anyone who has wronged us. Lest Satan, gain, ground, and take advantage of that attitude. Hallelujah. Praise God. Friend of mine, I believe that we are going to wise up, men and women of God, through the knowledge and understanding and application of the Word of God. And then we're going to rise up as one and see mighty revival through answered prayer and intercession just before the coming of christ and the breaking forth of the great tribulation a great end time harvest if we will simply bow to the word of god today circle the wagons stand together and let's see the mighty salvation of god oh dear friend if you don't know jesus christ as your savior today i beseech you in the name of jesus don't run from Him. Especially now, in the closing hours of human history as we know it, as we see the signs of the times everywhere. Don't stand alone without God and without hope in this present world. Don't stand at the judgment of Without God and without hope, when this life is over, come to Christ today. (laughs) Come to Jesus today, repenting of your sin as you run to him and receive him as your Lord and your Savior. You know what he prayed would happen? It's for that that unity. He said, Father, you know how you're in me and I'm in you. Let them that come to me be one in us in that same unity relationship, that same holy union. (laughs) You say, Preacher, I can't live the holy life. Amen. You will to live the holy life. Come to Christ, repenting of your sin. And when you're baptized into Jesus, you're in the Father and the Son because I and my Father are one. I don't understand the mystery, but I have experienced the truth of that. Come to Jesus today. Run to Jesus today. He'll break the chains that hold you back. And he'll make you one with a growing body of Christ around the world that is looking for the soon coming of Jesus. Amen.